All right, in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Questioning Mark podcast. I am your host, Mark Ryan, and a special shout-out to the parent community. I've seen a big amount of parents jumping on the podcast and listening, and I hope I can get some of you on here to share your voices and let us know what you guys are thinking on the other side. So, parents, how you doing? Hashtag Run and Rant Twitter community. Thank you for joining, if that's where you found us today in the studio, Jared Johnson, grade four teacher here at Raha International School. How you doing, man? Hi, another day in paradise. Thanks for having me. There you go. That is like you're saying, right? You, it is. you, you roll with that one. You know, it's always a great place to be. Every day you wake up, happy to come to work, enjoy working with the kids, great place to live. When did you adapt such a, you know, say positive things in order to have a positive outlook? Do you look on it like that? Like you, you put yourself in a frame of mind that you want to be in, you know, another day in paradise, even if maybe it's not, you know. <laughs> I used to always say another day, another dollar. Okay. And I was like, oh, another day, another dollar. And I started thinking about that. Like, oh, that's not too positive, right? But if you tell everybody another day in paradise, even if you're having a bad day, maybe the person you hear, hears that, they might think, well, maybe it's not so bad after all. So just by saying it, even though I'm kind of faking it until I make it sometimes, other people go. get happy, other people smile. So I think it works. All right, the Silicon Valley approach. Now, let's go back, and let's go way back, or as far as you want to go back. <laughs> What do, what do people need to know about it? What do your colleagues need to know about you? How did you get here? So, originally, I'm the kind of guy, we're back in school, I didn't care about school. I had terrible grades, didn't like to read, didn't do very well. Study hall come around, I got bored in study hall, and there was a volunteer, it's like, hey, any volunteers to go help the elementary? So I started spending all my study halls teaching in elementary school, helping teachers out, being an aide, and I realized this is what I like. And from there, that's where I decided, all right, this is what I want to do with my job. This is what my future is going to be. I like helping these kids. Were you like, is this 15 years old, 16 years exactly. old? Exactly, 16 yeah. years old. Yeah. 16 years old. About the time I figured out I was diagnosed with dyslexia. Okay. And I was like, I had trouble reading. I didn't know why I was doing so bad. Once I figured out I was dyslexic, I was like, oh, this is it. This is what I want to do. I want to help kids who went through the same problems I do, recognize these kids who need help, and help those kids. So I started, yeah. I decided I want to be a teacher. But I came from a poor family. I didn't have a lot of money. My grades were terrible at that point. Right. So I joined the military. Joined the okay. military with the promise of... Was it a big recruiting thing, or did you go out and actively seek them? Because I know in, yeah. in the States, they do... They do. They recruit. So originally what happened was the Army guy contacted me. Right. Wouldn't leave me alone. Wouldn't leave me alone. I was like, listen, you call me again, I'm joining the Navy. My mother's wedding happened. My mother's wedding day, the Army guy calls me up. I told you, I'm joining, I'm joining the Navy. Bye. So I joined the Navy because the Army recruiter would not leave me alone. All right. So, he, so. He, maybe, maybe he saw that in you. Maybe he did that on purpose. He might have. He might have. So I joined the Navy a week before my 18th birthday. I went to nine wow. countries before I turned 21. You know, I did some time in, you know, a little bit of time in the war, a little bit over here. But it's a great experience. How many jobs can you have where you can see the world before you turn 20 years old? So I did that. Did you have fear in that role? Was that... Did that play um, in, or were you, were you, I don't want to say too young to think about it, or? You know, honestly, I felt safe. I mean, boot camp, you're getting yelled at, going through the, you know, to the, the, the tear gas chambers and stuff like that, and, you know, the live bullets were shooting the guns. That was a little scary, but it's one of those things that I always said I wouldn't give up the experience for a million dollars. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to do it again. The only right. time I felt a little bit threatened is during the Persian, in the, the Arab Sea. Okay. Arab Gulf, the Gulf over here, yeah. Uh, Iran locked their missile sites onto us. 
So we were close to Iran. Speak close to the mic. I don't want people yeah. to miss. So I, I was, uh, we were patrolling in the area, and we're close to a city that they didn't want us to. They locked their missile sites onto us. So we went to General Station, General Quarters for a couple hours, and everybody's figuring out what's going on. So the captain's like, well, let's go take a closer look. So we got so close to Iran, we could see the headlights of cars. Finally, the admiral gets on the horn and says, you guys need to get out of there now. So we turned around and left. But honestly, yeah, we spent a lot of time out there. It's hot in the middle of the ocean. I got a metal ship. The air conditioning doesn't always work. It's a bit sweaty, a bit hot. But like I said, I wouldn't give it an experience for a million dollars, but you couldn't pay me a million dollars. Does that teach you how to quickly make your friends your family? Is it, is it just part of the, the nature of the beast? So you learn the Navy, you take care of each other because they take care of you. Right. And I took that mentality with me. It also taught me... Because I can see that with you around school. You hmm. do have a, a pretty good rapport with, with people. Yeah. When I see you walking around, you it generally seem to be yep. chatting with, with everyone. People always think the people in the military are the ones who are grumpy and they yell and they have the sergeant's voice. Yeah. That's not me. I don't do that. I communicate with my kids. I talk to the kids. And I think that works much better than having that angry. Now, I have that voice. I have to have it. Right. But I don't use it. It's, well, I don't need it. Growing up on a military base myself, my father was in the military. Um, I think you, you realize pretty quickly that that voice is just so that things happen efficiently. So people yeah. get clear instructions about where they're supposed to be going because they follow a chain of command. Yeah. And they're not actually yelling at people. Correct. They're just saying things in a really strong, clear manner so people know so I'm what's supposed to happen. your dad's like me. You know, you say only what needs to be said, and that's it. If you've got to use in a voice that's clear and loud, you do it. But you say direction A, direction B, direction C, and that's it. No right. more of the extra stuff, the fluff. You just give the kids what needs to be done, how it's going to be done, and what time to do it in, and don't talk. Does that happen in the classroom? Is that, do you, not that you are drill sergeant, but do you think of things in, I'm going to give you A, B, or C. That's how I differentiate my lessons. And it's clear, it's concise, and get on with it. Keep it simple. Yep. <laughs> That's the term in the Navy. Keep it simple. Keep it as, you know, we call it sailor-proof. Okay. Keep it as small and easy as possible. And so when I'm with kids, I keep it as simple as possible. Here's your cliff notes. Here's the minimum you got to tell the kids. And then you can give a long, elaborate stuff if you have to. Yeah. But then you go back again, just the exact stuff you need, the clear points. So let's go to sailor notes going around a big pet project of yours, or not even a pet project, a passion of yours, I would say, um, action, and how you get students involved in action. How do you convey that simple message to them right away? Like, what is the, what is the hook? How do you get them on board with what you're doing? You know, every... The PYP has the six units, and all the kids go through all these different units, and they... They go through the unit, they have fun with it, they try, like right now we're doing science experiments, stuff like that. Unit's over, you know, halas, finished. Right. right. They, they, that's, they're done, and I hated that. The least of the schools I've been to before, that's all you saw, they never talked about it again. Is that the way it should be, though? No. I've had a lot of conversations with Lise, the other art teacher here, about we do have six units, but when you're done, you should just keep rolling and, and taking those really strong, right. especially related concept, key concepts that you're doing, and pull them into the next unit and see right. if they do see connections. Too often, it's... People, the unit's over, the kids think, oh, I'm done with that unit, don't have to think about it anymore. Right. My idea by taking action is teaching the kids a club afterwards where they can do things with their units and they can expand on it, get their ideas and bring them to life. Right. That's basically what it is. And so, what's, so what are some highlights that you've done here at Raha to, that kind of really So what I've been focusing on is sharing the planet units. Right. So sharing the planet because all the kids have had it, they love it. It's something that can get the community involved. 
Is um, it one of those easy to visualize and get your hands dirty with too? Is well, it, yeah, it's yeah. hands-on, very yeah. hands-on. Right. So right now I started with that one because a part of it was Dr. Jane Goodall comes to Abu Dhabi every single year. Every year for the last year since I started the club, I've taken my students to go see Dr. Jane Goodall. Right. And so that's kind of the motivation. I'm like, okay, I have an opportunity to go see Dr. Jane Goodall. Here's my idea. This is a great time to start taking action. First time we saw her, we just talked to her. She came and saw us like, well, we've only had this club for a month. Here's what we're going to do. Right. right? Yeah. And that's all we could do at the time. And then, so last year we went back and we actually did a lot of those things. Right. So like our, one of our biggest projects last year was the giving garden. So if you go out to the art room patio deck area, you'll see this garden area where the kids have planted seeds for different vegetables. We grow them and then we give them to the, the staff on board, the, the, the cleaners and the security guards. People who, don't, who live in dormitories who don't have access to the fresh vegetables, we give it to them because they don't have access to it and it's good. Right. If we ever grow enough, they gave us a go ahead and put a refrigerator outside. Right. We can put all the vegetables in the refrigerator. Whoever's in the community wants something to eat and hungry, they can come in and get food. So that's one of many projects. We've done things with uh, our newest one. The newest one we're talking about is turning our plastic bottles into you know, clothes. Right. So we found this company that takes three plastic bottles and it'll turn it into a t-shirt. Now, it's going up the chain of command, and we're trying to see if we can get approval to make our, make our school uniforms out of it so the kids can say, hey, I could have recycled that bottle. That could have been a project I did that helps, that helps the world. And let's say, um, I'm going to play the, the bad guy here. Let's say it doesn't get passed down. We're not going to go, we're not going to run with the bottles for a school uniform. Will you still kind of roll with it and make the action committee uni- uh, shirts out of it? Or is there a smaller kind of... Plan B and so, C, kind of keeping it sailor talk? Plan A yeah. would be getting the kids to remember to bring their bottles in. <laughs> Once their bottles come in, right. give them to the company regardless. Right. The extra part on top of it was getting school uniforms. We don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if I'm even supposed to talk about it. Well, but no. Well, Kath, <laughs> Kath mentioned it last oh, week on the podcast, so perfect. it's good to go. Good. So if that goes through, great. If not, the kids can still feel proud of themselves to know that their bottles are going to make uniforms. Right. We're taking the caps to turn them into, and other schools turning those into playground equipment. Okay. And they're turning them into tiles. So all the stuff. Is that a school in Abu Dhabi? It is a school in Abu Dhabi, but okay. I can't tell you off the top of my head which one it was. No, but it's um, just another one of those making connections within the community things. Yep. Um, so a couple other things, like I said, we've yep. done like cut plastic bottles in half, filled them with dirt, put a seed in each side, in each one, and gave it to each classroom. We told the teacher, I told the teachers, whatever you want to do with them, great. You know, studies show that if you read to a flower, it grows better if you talk to it. If you, uh, the kid it starts growing, the, the, the class starts doing things like measuring how long it is. Right. Miss Christine, Christina down there, grade two, her kids made a whole house for their plant. They have like the walls, but they said no roof on it because we want to make sure the sun gets in. Sure. They gave it a gender neutral name of summer so it doesn't have a, a gender. Okay. And so she's using that and all, every day the kids are arguing, oh, it's my turn to talk to the plant. Right. So it's a way for my kids to do this action and the stuff that grew out of it's amazing. It's really affecting the whole school. And I like that too. It's allowing the students to see that even the simplest thing can involve many dis- different disciplines, right? You're bringing in math, yeah. you're bringing in language, you're bringing in with their writing, recording stuff, recording evidence from what they see for the plant growing, all these exactly. kinds of things. And uh, bring it to the art room. We'll have to paint a picture. That'll be good. Now, this, I would say, is a, a pretty big goal if you're thinking about the whole school, gathering plastic, plastic tops, changing the uniforms for a school that is going to have 5,000 students here uh, in a year and a half or so. Um, 
Is there any other huge goal? Do you look at things like that with these giant goals, or do you really try to bite-size it? The thing is, you want the kids to know that any action... Come closer. I don't, I don't want to miss it. <laughs> Sorry. The, the thing the kids have to know is whatever action they can do makes a difference. Right. It doesn't matter if it's as little as cutting a bottle in half, putting dirt on it, or you know, making uniforms for 5,000 kids. Action is action. It doesn't matter how big it is. And the kids have to know it doesn't matter if they're eight years old. I've done this project, similar projects with four-year-olds, right. where they come up with plans, they execute it, and then they take the honor and pride in it. So yeah, big picture is great. Small picture is fine. All right. My overall big goal is I want to expand it. I want to go from sharing the planet, which is what I'm doing, take that and have grade twos and threes do an after-school club like I am, or even the junior highs have asked me to do it, to get them involved as well. I would love to get to expand that way, right. but I would also like to expand it to other units, how, how the world works. Great unit to do with like science experiments or learning how to do scientific procedures. Great after-school club. How we express ourselves. The kids can come in for a club, you know, at the end and say, okay, end of this term, you're gonna have how you express yourself. What do you wanna do? Do you wanna make a play? Do you wanna do an art demo uh, demonstration? Right. Any teacher can do it. It's really easy to do, and it teaches the kids that they have control. It's right. 